Trying to put a team together like the Hunger Games. Everybody grinding because we all came from Late ill kid at one year, so holding it down, bring that street geek and nerd. So, what is up, my people? Today, all year, coming with another wonderful episode of On Screen. We're talking about Atlanta, the finale is all over, unfortunately, but happily. And I got some awesome guests, you know what I'm saying? We, we ain't by ourselves, all right? Setup's a little different, but don't worry about all that. Right over here, you know him, you love him, cinematic sorcerer, Solar Grace. What's up? Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Solar Gray, the cinematic sorcerer, coming at you from the Wizard's Tower. So, how you doing? All right, and in the bottom square, Keith from Blurtish. What's up? What's up, y'all? How's it going? Back again, out in the car, in the cold, with the heat on. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to uh, Film A Studios, Tracy Lee. Shout out to Antoine Films that's up in here right now. Um, we did miss the episode, Paperboy's episode, because things have been going crazy. I told you things are going to be changing on the channel. Don't worry. Things are there. Things are changing. They're coming. Don't worry about all that. But we missed that episode. So we're here. We're going to talk about that one and the finale. But first up, I want to get y'all ideas or feelings on the finale. I'm going to throw it to Keith first. Uh, when the, when the last frame ended and you saw the credits, how do you feel about the show Atlanta? The show, the series, man, if I can put this phone down and stand up and give it a, a, a uh, you know, just clap my hands. I, I lost the track of the word. That's how uh, I made uh, Standing ovation. Standing ovation. I would give it a standing ovation. I'm proud of Donald Glover. I'm saddened, but I'm happy at the same time. <laughs> I'm just like, again, seeing a black creator stick the landing even if you don't all the way understand it but did i enjoy the ride most definitely do i think i'm gonna get this type of black freedom on tv to not do the typical thing i'm a little saddened because i don't think we're gonna get that for a while unless it comes from the same creators who already had this freedom so yeah i don't know hopefully it leads to these more strange afro futuristic things Afro surrealism, all these type of things and these concepts. So we, you know, nothing wrong with having the same thing. I like my P Valleys. Sometimes you want to watch the power. You want to see somebody get their head bust open or something. I don't know. But sometimes you want to see your characters be able to dream and soar. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, Mr. Gray. So how can I put this? Um, this is that, that last episode. How can I put this? I'm watching it. That last frame came through and I'm like, oh, please, please, please fade to black. Fade to black right now. Fade to black right now. All right. It faded to black. All right. All right. That means masterpiece. That's really what it was. This is, um, Real talk, this is how you end a show. Okay. I could I could tell somebody was a fan of the Sopranos. <laughs> um, which I was cool. I, I was real cool with that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, when I when I watch this, I'm just like, bruh, this is a great way to follow up the farm. All right, yeah, we with this, we with 
Oh my God, it's a Darius episode. It is a Darius episode. Yes, there has been, like my only problem with the show is that there have not been enough Darius centric episodes because <laughs> every single one is gold. And I get it. I get it. I, I totally get it because you can write a lot or you can write well. We know which one DG picked. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I was I was very, very happy. As far as what he's got um, in the future, um, so I'm a little conflicted on that because um, how can I put this um, politely? Uh-oh, uh-oh. So I've recently just been re-watching Highlights of The Wire, and The Wire was my jam. But shortly after The Wire, the same creators made a show called Treme. You guys remember that show? I did not uh, watch all of it. I'm ashamed as a resident yeah. of Louisiana. But for some reason, I don't know. I, well, that was when I didn't quite have HBO quite at my disposal. So I was kind of watching uh, on my travels. And, I and was that's my point right spot. there. So if he takes like 10 years off and does something, I am good. I am good. <laughs> Because um, as far as like getting more Afro surrealism and Afro futurism, you know what? I'm down. I'm really down. Um, you know, let's. I'm not saying this because I'm all I'm all up on Lakeith Stanfield's tip, but you know, if he were to get together with Boots Riley, Riley again and make another movie or another show, I'd be down. You know, I, I would be real down. <laughs> I would be down. Oh, I was not ready for the end of the turn and sorry to bother you. I was like, oh my God. I was like, hold up, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, the surrealist thing that y'all know, that's all me. That that is one hundred percent me. And you know, in that in the climax of the episode, I'm like, yes, yeah, you do them donuts. Why pink? You know, that, that was really my question on that one. But um, yeah, I mean, I was I was there 100% with this episode. I only had one question, and I think it was because the actor wasn't available, which was during the, um, what is the term, uh, the section of the episode where they start dropping bars, I was waiting for somebody to pull out a Nutella sandwich. That, that's what I was waiting for, you know. And I'm like, all right, that was that was a missed callback, but honestly, I couldn't have done better. So that that's where I'm sitting. It would have been great to have to have uh, him pop up in a sushi bar in a sushi mm -hmm. place. That would have been great, but Especially he did pop up like, twice. You know, the chicken skin with a side of Nutella, you know, something like that. Oh just, boy, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of callback, you know. But uh, I, when this show ended, first I was like, this is well before. When he when he like kind of first woke up, I was like, "Oh, we in Inception." I was like, "I know, I know this show. I know how they about to end this show, and they about <laughs> to end this show in a way where someone like me will be like, oh, yeah." And there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna be like, "What? This is not what I wanted. I wanted a definitive end." But I honestly love the Inception type of end where it's like, you don't know, or maybe some might, some people might be mad that they didn't get to see Thick Judge Judy again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But when this ended, I was like, you know what? It's going to be about two, three years from now, and people are going to be talking about how great this show was. A whole bunch of people yeah. that wasn't watching it, 
whole bunch of people that was like sleeping on it or saying it was weird or whatever. And like two, three years from now, they're going to be like, this show was incredible. Uh, Shouts to Antoine Film said Inception slash A Different World. Um, and also <laughs> oh, said, oh, job we well get done. can't wait to get the physical copies. Uh, but yeah, the this this show is incredible, man. And this episode was crazy. So uh, I, before we jump back to the uh, uh, the Paperboy episode, I'll just jump straight into this episode. I'll say, I'll start off with one of my favorite things about this episode is that Donald Glover continues to be able to be deep and silly and moving all in the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Because absolutely. the second we see, because I was like, he comes, when we see him go to that character that's his brother, I'm like, yo, why we haven't seen this character in all this time? Like he's talking about talking to him like he we know him. Like I don't I don't get it. Right? Um, and then I was like, then it dawned on me, I was like, yeah. Oh man. Right. And then it's like yeah. and then it's like <gasps> sadness. <Yes. laughs> like, sadness. And I it's just like, want to comment on on that um, because, for me. Well, hold on, real oh, okay, quick. Sorry. It's like then it's like this is why you do it every week. I get it. And I was like, I get it. And I was just like, Donald Glover, you you the man. But anyway, Keith, go ahead. Sorry. I ain't never had it's very rare that a, a show that's like less than an hour can make me feel every single goddamn emotion in the world at all at once at one time because I have lost brothers. I have lost, you know, mm-hmm. I had one uh, half brother who was way older than me, but I had a brother who was four years older than me. And, you know, he died before he reached 40. Um, and here I am. I made it to 40, you know, I'm 41, be 42 next year. So, and sometimes when you try to interpret it, interpret dreams or find the meaning of them i actually went and when i dawned upon me that oh his brother passed when he looked when he can't when he wasn't able to look at him and you know if in dreams you don't sometimes mm-hmm. look at the person you're talking to and yeah. but sometimes those dreams are so lucid it's just like they're there until you realize they're not and you don't know what reaction you're going to get or whatever as sad as it was it was sad for darius and but it was also reassuring for Darius because him and his family that reaches out to him or he's reaching out to them, they still love each other. And his brother said, because I think he even goes to a weird Greek myth or some other myths. If you know, if the dead is like taking looking after you, they say you cannot stay here, you got to go back. Mm-hmm. This is the underworld or this is the other side. I love you. But it's peak. It's time for you to go back. I mean, and I think there was even somebody said something about a thing that you're not supposed to eat from the dead in dreams or whatever. I was reading about that. Or you're not supposed to hug the dead or something. I don't know. how You know, that's one of those wild things. But it kind of tracks to what was being kind of shown a little bit. But Word. it was beautiful to see. And sometimes, you know, you don't always get that full closure. And I didn't quite always get that closure with my brother. Whereas opposed to my dad, sometimes I might see him in a dream and he's happy, he's smiling, and it's great. And, you know, no problem. And that's just that. So those things are there. 
you know. Yep. But you get the sorrow, but then you get the silly, you know, the 30 <laughs> minute thing, just like 30 minutes, whatever the dude said, bye, and he slid back. That was like, okay. Kind of terrifying. <laughs> oh, 30 also. minutes. He was like, 30 minutes. He's like, what? 30, 30 minutes. minutes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yo. I was like, oh, about to go there. <laughs> Weird a lot. Oh, yo, stuff. how about old girl that picked him up? I was like, because I thought we was real at the time. Because I thought he was heading to it. So like old girl picked him up. Yo, Shorty was smoking. And I was like, you can't smoke in Georgia. I was saying, and Shorty was just wild. She was like, then she was Man, like, if this oh, no, was vodka, I wouldn't like, do this. <laughs> just like, okay. Yo, and she you know the speed off and hit a I shouldn't have laughed like I did when she hit somebody, but I ain't gonna pray. I busted up. I laughed the same way I laughed when those kids threw that baby in last season. Yeah. <laughs> and the way she grabbed the gun and did like, oh, it's now yours. <laughs> and ran off like what? I'm like, oh Lord. Honestly, silly. <laughs> only a writer like Donald Glover and a director like Hero could make me go. You know what? Nah. When the cop is like, get out of the car, please. I'm like, yeah, please get out the car. <laughs> Just get out the car. Yo, part you of know. me was like, we riding super dirty. Go. Bruh. Like, like part of me was like, we're not like, it's not like, hey, you got a suspended license. Like, bro, you got alcohol and weed in the whip right now. And you took 12 shots to the head. In front no. of the, like he can't smell it, you know. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive like, on I this, this? one because I've been in a car with fools doing this, you know. I mean, here I, I am, Mister Clean and Sober and stuff, and they're like on the freeway in downtown, smoking blunts, drinking Crown Royal, like on the freeway, talking about how they hate cops, and I'm like, you know what? I hate sharks. I don't cover myself in blood and jump in the ocean, <laughs> you know, wow. but I needed the ride. You, know? like you, need, you need to look like the most non-alcoholic person <laughs> if you ever get poor. Yo, so, man, shouts, out, shouts out to Shorty. When she, she came out, she was like. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the way she walked the line cracked me. I like, <laughs> cracked me up for yeah, so like, it's like she, it can be like silly and hilarious. <laughs> she's but, not taking this serious nah, at all. She she was she was really pulling that Catwoman walking through the club walk. Just doom, doom, I'm doom, like, doom, this doom, is doom, not doom. the time to be showing how you to be sauntering all over the line, lady. Like, what are you? Uh, doing? Oh yeah, shouts out to Antoine Films. He did. He said macro dosing. I was like macro dosing. I was like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> that means she has been taking a lot of LSD. <laughs> like, She's like, I've been doing five. I've been doing five drops of pure for the past hour. <laughs> you so know, not only yeah, that's one of them times. All right, so you've been on, so you on LSD, smoking mm-hmm. weed, and yep. you got vodka in the whip. Uh huh. I do not. Before I say this. I do not endorse running from the police, especially when you look like we do. It's not a good look. But if you got LSD, weed, and alcohol in your system, you might want to take your chances. <laughs> look, I promise you this. It's like, it's like go, LSD, go, 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 go. 
if you've got LSD, weed, and alcohol in your system, number one, everything she did was absolutely rational. Uh, however, if the person you with got LSD, alcohol, and weed that we know of in their system, <laughs> call an Uber. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he could have been like, oh, snap, you've been macro dosing. Look, this is where the place is, man. You got to go through the woods to get there. <laughs> I would have been yeah. chopping it up like an extra and get out. I ain't lying. She was like, go on, get in the car. I want to I want to catch up. <laughs> Yo, what was her name? Well, somebody in the chat, let us know her name. What was her name? Like Nika from the South Side or whatever. Whatever. Whenever a girl oh, has a name. Outside. Like, That's what it yeah, was. And like, yeah. something like, if, if her name is like Tasha quote from the south side whatever whatever the name and then put from the south side back it's trouble yeah. now yeah is she gonna be bad yeah she'll be bad but she also gonna be trouble mm -hmm. don't, mess, don't mess with that girl because you're gonna be like you're gonna be chilling and be like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. but why is there also, cocaine and guns in here because i've actually been in that situation before where we all chilling and like we're chilling and everybody having a good time like lounging and i go to the back they're like oh come back here and i would and there's like coke and guns on mm -hmm. the table and i'm like i'm like what's going on over here but you might have a really fun time too and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> um nah <laughs> now, I mean, okay, all right, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna be real, all right? I'm gonna be real, being who I am, knowing where I've been. You will have a good time if you are under 35. Okay, but yeah, because yeah. 35 right and up, now. <laughs> yeah, you know, now I look at people like, hey man, we're gonna do a little bit of this, we're gonna do a little bit of that, and I'm like, guess what? I'm tired. That does not mean I want to go to bed. That does not mean well, so that I want to pop some pop pop tarts or something like that. Nah, My I'm mind, saying I'm tired of dealing with your foolishness. All I'm saying is and I'm keeping this PG. I ain't talking about the drugs. I'm talking mm -hmm. about something else. But anyway, oh, you're talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, yeah, I mean, like I said, she bad, but she's trouble. <laughs> you know what? Like, I have been to a lot of shelters it, in my life good. and are no kittens worth that much. It's all good <laughs> until she's angry with you and you come out and all your tires is flat. Tires flat? Like, <sighs> bro, this is Atlanta. It's cool until, you're, until they set your stuff on fire <laughs> or something. Fire, yeah. yeah, this is, <laughs> this is Atlanta. Your car going to be on fire. Your pet's going to be covered right. in snipes. Tracy going to be coming around. You're going to find your car on the side <laughs> of the interstate on fire. <laughs> Before I move on, before I move Somebody on, somebody gonna the, give you a Nutella sandwich. It's just gonna be terrible, man. Before I move on to the lunch, all right. Quick story. My boy, at uh, when I was working at Comcast, I was working. I was working on the telephone, sitting in the cubicle, minding my business. My boy, <laughs> he had a girlfriend, and they had just had a kid. His girlfriend was beautiful. They were a beautiful family. Baby was beautiful. He was beautiful. Well, handsome. She was beautiful. Everything's fine. But there was a girl at work. Well, there was two at work that he had to have, right? And I even pulled him aside one time in the weight room, like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, you kind of out there and everybody's seeing you, you know what I'm saying? He ain't want to listen, right? So I come to work. 
And the side of the building is busted open. Like the glass is everywhere and stuff. And I'm like, yo, what happened to the building, man? Like, what's going on? They're like, oh, so-and-so's girlfriend tried to hit him. He jumped out of the way and she ran into the building. And I was like, why you think she tried to hit him? Because I'm telling you, man, look, leave them joints alone. I'm telling Can't you. Can I say this also? You're going to get killed. Call centers, call centers have some of the most. I worked at a call center too. I worked at Convergys. Bruh. Those call center jobs can be their own drama. Bruh. And look, I wasn't even. Hey, look, I wasn't even the most out there person. But did I get into some 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 issues at, at work? Yes. Call centers. Did my, did, I, did my a, supervisors get into some issues? Well, as somebody yes. who has the white boy voice, I will say, um, I thought we was talking about Atlanta. Not sorry to bother you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying I, just, is, I just had to give an example of why not to mess with them girls like that, because look, you'll end up dead. I'm just saying call themselves own have their own special world with them girls and everybody else Yo, and everybody. It don't be nothing. All right. <laughs> All right. I know I'm getting in trouble that's... for this, but look, yo, studies have shown that most women in call centers be manhood. Like they throw on the voice, but in person they be manhood. All right. They be they be fussing and arguing in the break room. They be throwing stuff from cubicle to cubicle. I've seen it. All right. Look, I'm telling you. Like I they be hood. Went on one extra of my worst hood. dates. That, that tracks with a that co-worker tracks. from a call center. She was fine. But after what went on during the date, I had to tell her, like, leave me the hell alone. You got an old man. Don't call me no more. You lying. Anyway, back to Atlanta. That, that's just, but I'm just saying. Call back to Atlanta. Stuff. So <laughs> we get, now we got, you know, everybody trying to get to lunch. The whole thing is like, yo, we want to go to this lunch. Van wants us to go. It'll be good for you to, you know, it's a brother. It's a black business, support black business. So we re- heard last year, you know, Paperboy trying to, you know, you know, infuse hey, black business in your with hood. cash and all that. You know what I'm saying? Reinvest yeah. in your hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we get to the spot. First thing he says, Memphis, an old blockbuster. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they looking across the street at the Popeyes. And in this whole scenario, you get nothing but a pure example, especially all three of us trying to create something and support something in a community that is fickle. (laughs) So... You know, like they said, this dude, he's learned from the sushi masters, you know, he's been under their tutelage and stuff, and he's come back, and, you know, there's a chef doing the, the special chef stuff, and, and, you know, they're fusing it with African, you know what I'm saying, you know, African and black, you know, all that stuff, and everything's good, right? And all we see from Paperboy is complaints before we even get in there. Matter of okay, fact, before, now- when, when Donald Glover even announces it, the complaints start. Well, but in all fairness, all right, in all fairness, like this is what I call the Oprah conundrum, all right. Oh Lord. Well, no, I, I, I was, I had a special irritation with the only person who could announce that they're running for president and would win by a landslide 
Um, because I'm like, all right, she's opening up schools in South Africa and all that stuff. Wait a minute, don't you live in Chicago? Like, why you ain't opening a charter school in Chicago? So I looked into it, and it ain't like she didn't try. And it was like, oh, the people around there weren't interested. They weren't really doing that thing. The kids were more interested in shoes than education. So she took her money somewhere where A, it would make an impact, and B, it would. Um, <laughs> now let's. Uh, well, she could have made an impact here. Okay, I'm, I'm laying that down as groundwork. Because the moment they pop up, now when he's like, ain't this used to be a blockbuster? I'm like, ninjas, stop complaining. Okay, just stop complaining. Yeah, it was a blockbuster. It's a building, all right? What matters is how the food tastes and how comfortable it is inside. And then I noticed in that very subtle Atlanta way, valet, park your car and give us the keys. Whoa. <laughs> like, hold up. They didn't even ask for that at the Trinidad funeral. And how you going to call this ballet, <laughs> you know, if you're not taking the car? All right. You know what? That's fine. But I love the subtle filmmaking on this where, like, everything you see, it just gets worse and worse yes. and worse. <laughs> along yeah. From, you know, Alfred straight up going, man, it smells like that manager is mean. I'm like, I know what he's talking about. I know what he you can smell that they changed the oil. <laughs> you can smell that everybody who works there hates working there but the manager is keeping it on point that's a tight ship but um from the moment they drop their keys off ballet <laughs> to their napkins not matching <laughs> <laughs> yo homeboy had like a garfield hand towel or something <laughs> i mean i worked in but he still gave him out with time. the tongs though <laughs> you know the tongs are fine. You're supposed to have the tongs. That, Man, that's you gotta, all cool. You gotta let people grow. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get, you yeah. gotta give them an opportunity. Yeah, but you know, when it comes to when it comes to like opening the restaurant, you know, again, I, I worked in food service for a long time. They had matching chef shirts. All right. Napkins are not that much more to the order. All right. And it got cool. me thinking about the sorority episode. Where he was like, all right, look, man, you're trying to cut quarters and you tried to save me the money I could have made in a day, maybe an hour. You know, he could have just like, just, just like Earn could have got the hotel. They could have got the napkins. I'm sorry. <clears throat> but again, brilliant writing because it's reflexive of poor man learning to be a businessman um, in Earn. And now we're seeing it somewhere else, you know in a Darius episode so yeah that that's again but I ain't gonna lie I probably would have given the sushi restaurant a chance you know like I'll say the this. bathroom the bathroom thing was hilarious bro yes but <laughs> the, only... the thing is you have to remember like a lot of a lot of people like sans sans Oprah I got I got my issue with the Oprah thing and you know what I'm saying but sans, sans that you're not going to be able to get what you get at, say, restaurant XYZ because those places aren't under financial terrorism and under, um, how should we say, red tape terrorism as black businesses are. Um, oh. feel, anyone watching this, feel free to look up at all the uh, businesses that are being shut down by the city in Norfolk because they're, 
their sneak tip blaming black businesses for violence in Norfolk. And it's like, it's like, no, violence was happening in Norfolk already, but they're using it as a red tape way to get rid of these businesses. And the same stuff kind of happens here when it comes to business funding, business investments, um, also when it comes to... I'll take it a step further. You know, you talked about the financial and the red tape uh, terrorism. Let's add on the seeming, because I got no proof on it yet, but the seemingly intentional deficit of information. You know, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's very like I saw a restaurant. I saw in this scene, a dude wants to open up a restaurant for him and his people. And you can see all the places that he just didn't know how it, it's, it's a cultural deficit, you know, part of that generational curse. And I saw it. So I was like, I, I was very much like earn with that. All right, look, let's give him a shot. Let's give him a chance. Let's try something we never tried before. You know, they're learning. And the interesting thing for me was, how can I put this? Ernest Princeton, Vanessa is bougie, and Paperboy is very close-minded. So it's like, you know, it's very much one of these things of, I'm looking at all of them and all of their complaints, and it's very much in character. You know, like Vanessa sitting up going, um, they're serving the sushi at room temperature. That can't be safe. It's like, do you got your food service card? Then give it a shot, you know? Because he was like, I mean, when he broke everything down at the end, and it's true because like they came here, like Van sits down and is immediately like, we're going to Popeye's after this. It's like, look, you ain't even give the thing a shot. But then what you'll do, like those, go ahead, go ahead. So, I, I'm gonna say this with everything, old boys. Oh wow, they trying to get you, Mike. Damn. Okay, we take it back. We take it back. Uh, uh, Popeyes is cool. Oh, your your sound is a uh... yeah. Knock your sound down too, bro. Killing me. <laughs> no, Popeyes is fine. Popeyes is what? fine. You know what? I, I met uh, there's Popeyes three blocks from my house. I'm getting a chicken sandwich after this. I was gonna cook dinner. Oh, your sound is gone, Mike. Your sound is gone. Yeah, your sound is still gone, bro. Yep. Weird. It's showing up to All right, now me. it's back. Now it's back. It's weird. Huh. It's showing up on my, my side, but y'all can't hear me? Nope. We can hear you now. Yeah. So you're good can... now. Oh, Popeyes will get you, boy. See what Popeyes <laughs> do to you? See, see, what, see what happens? Especially see. when you're black, because they want you on the ground, I guess, making love to the pavement over their chicken sandwich. <laughs> But, uh, but go I will, ahead. I will say, <laughs> sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. What old boy said is a hundred percent true, all the way yeah. down to the um to the to the Copeland family and all that. I mean, he was jo- he put in some jokes in there too. Like I don't even know if they married black, but you know, <laughs> but the joke about you know, you know, whatever her name was, that was the 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 the, the black lady the Annie. <laughs> So-called my Popeyes is so ridiculous that Popeyes mm-hmm. did that. But Copeland's don't even own. I mean, they've been sold it to like people in Atlanta one time, and then I think a Canadian company owns it or some. Uh, the the, con- the people but, um, that own Burger King now own Popeyes. Yes, 
whoever so, they are. And, I, and they, maybe they did sell the recipe so the Copelands are still getting money. They just ain't got to deal with all that. But I now I wouldn't have eaten the blowfish, but I would have tried the sushi. Now, yes. I'm like, because just the fact of that blowfish, I don't give a damn who's making it. The fact that it can be poisonous if somebody slip up. I don't care if you're Japanese, black, white, whatever. But I'm here's the thing. Here's the but thing. Everything else, they don't try. Here's the thing. People eat blowfish all over the world, and it's a delicacy, and it's hyper rare, and it's all foo foo and frilly because oh, it's so dangerous. So you have to have to have a certain level of culinary uh, uh, culinary aptitude to do this. And oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's all they do, unless you're black. Now, when you're black, oh, he's serving poison fish. Ain't nobody up in arms about that same blowfish in any other city served by anyone saying. else. And I've seen, I've I seen many, uh, all those Anthony Bourdain types, they be loving it. <clears throat> but black man serves it, all of a sudden it's a problem. He's got a point. Mm -hmm. he got a point. Like, um, and this is without, without going too far, I'll say this. There is a certain artist who's black, that they want black people to throw away. And I'm not against throwing this artist away. But on the flip side, we have television shows, movies, cartoons made by all kinds of artists and arsism and all kinds of things. And they throw accolades and awards and everything. And they're not being taken off of any streaming platforms. And we're supposed to keep watching them. And that's all I'm saying. When I look at that some stuff, sometimes I'm like, he's got a point. You, if it's a if it's a uh, white dude doing it, Japanese dude doing it, anyone else, anybody but black, then you got Food Network showing up, the cooking channel, and all these people. Showing up, oh, it's so, oh, it's so rare. So, oh, the way he cuts the fish is so perfect. Oh, it's a delicacy. Oh, it's so beautiful. Now, I will then say when a black man makes it, then all of a sudden, oh, this man cooking poison fish. Well, do you? I'm saying, for let's me, be for real. I'm not eating poison fish. However, I do appreciate them jumping in to do a fusion sushi restaurant, and this is why. Everybody else and from whatever, jump in and do soul food and mess it up and <laughs> I will go even a little bit further all the people who cannot cook Cajun food or Creole food jump their ass in it and be messing it up beyond belief and it's like can y'all please just do what y'all good at still be like, like a so solid 4.5 or something be trash. <laughs> so to see that he's doing something different and you know if you had sushi rolls or whatever you know, I'm not. I don't even have to try the most ridiculous ones, but yeah, I would give him a chance. Blowfish for me, no, just because of hearing of knowing blowfish. Period. I don't care who's doing it. I just, just that's just not me. I ain't gonna do it. But yes, I would give him a shot. I would. You know, it might be funny about the napkins, but it's like yeah, it's just napkins, whatever. But Yo, homie had he a was also napkins, a little bit too. He's not wrong. <laughs> like okay, you know that line you say. He's not he's out of line, but he's not wrong. <laughs> so he was out of line. When they said he says sold to you by Aunt Jemama that don't own it, don't and I mean he's right, but you can't right. wait to get there. 
You don't never complain about going there. You can't wait to get your butt there. You crawling over each other to get there. You got paper boy talking about, we got to hurry up and get there before the high school kids get there. Look at that. But then someone, which you just said last season, support your own. Well, now it's time to put up a shut up. You ain't putting up. In all fairness, you've been complaining since before you even left to come here. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even want to come. Thank you. And this, once again, we get from the silly to like, you know, going across the street to use the bathroom to the serious where the brother comes out and he's like, let me break it down to you real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what you do. And, you know, but then you get back to the Atlanta side where he's like, lock the doors. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, oh my God. I'm like, what are you about to do? (laughs) Oh, we know what he's about to do. And I'm just like, so what? You're trying to say like, don't trust those brothers in Atlanta now? (laughs) You know. I mean, you got to lock the doors, maybe. Because but... <laughs> it's like, you can see, I mean, you, you can see it from the black fishing on social media. You can see it from geek channels on YouTube. You, mm-hmm. can, see, you can see it anywhere where, I hate to say, without being in too much mixed company, there's this idea that the white man's ice is cold. And it's always going... And, until we can break that, and I know you're never going to break anything at 100%, but if we can break it up to a, the high 80s, we'd be good. But um, we, we, around, we, around, thing, we around like 30% or something right now. Yeah, it's that's tough. a generational thing. Let's shoot for 50. Let, let's be real. Um, I, I, don't, I don't put that much trust in this, man. It, like, for um, real. It, I've seen so many complaints for black products from people who have no complaints about the same or about the same type of product from the same store, or somebody will complain about a black product and say, I'll never shop there again. Meanwhile, complain about the same white store that they go to all the time. And when I say white, I mean, essentially established uh, as white. So um, people will complain about Macy's over and over again, but continue to go there. If one thing happens bad at a black store, they'll never show up again. Uh-huh. Close the door, lock it up. You know, I say it all the time over on my channel. Um, they will throw all the money in the world at Mac 10, <laughs> at Eminem, you know. Um, you know, Bob Sackett, rest in peace, gets a YouTube channel. Everybody is there, <laughs> you know. And don't get me wrong, Bill Burr gets a place at a cookout at the cookout because at least he's he's putting the work. But um, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I, Bill Burr, you do make me laugh from time to time, but I'm sorry. Due to passes for the cookout being given out too willy nilly throughout the '70s, '80s, and '90s and early 2000s, man, I can have someone bring I'm, you a plate. Uh, I, 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 I give him a, I give him a ticket to the cookout, but everybody ain't doing no more cookouts. Wife. I'm taking my um, meal to go. But 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 yeah, but when it comes down like you know our channel stuff like this, we're like, hey, like it, push a button, you know, um, subscribe, <laughs> just push a button, you know. But people so are like rushing it, home. <laughs> you know, know what? You about to touch the system subject, so long. <laughs> me and Mike have mentioned this. In fact, let me jump in with you. Yeah, we talk about that blue check energy sometimes. Oh, um, and <laughs> that blue, you know, just the fact of us who do 
nerdy content, nerd mm-hmm. content, if you will, different things. Oh, he preaching. Uh, he like, but, <laughs> but it's funny, and I ain't even saying no names, but we can cover, give a wonderful, beautiful, detailed thing. Even if you don't like it, cool, disagree, that's fine. But we can have interviewed some of the same folks long ago wow. before Sci-Fi Wire touched them or Ooh. I don't know mm-hmm. touch their stuff or before they get their own thing and become the one and only blurred podcast that combine hip-hop and, and nerd stuff. Because how many times have you seen that, that bull around? Mm. I'm like, oh, y'all talking about nerd so? Oh, y'all not talking about nerd so? Because he's another one to do it. I don't even put that tag in my thing. My homie Mark Post a whole hip hop event, so it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, be oh, like, oh, by the way, I, I, I mess with your Wakanda Forever um podcast. That that was that that was oh. some gold, man. Are you listening? Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, of course, I listen to it. Thank you, thank you. Oh, real but, quick, uh, shouts to Nisa. Nisa was like, "Tell them blurtish. I'm from Baton Rouge, and I can't tell you how many bogus Cajun restaurants are in Atlanta." <laughs> Is it that bad? Atlanta's kind of close, though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it is Louisiana, no, 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 no. but no, no. I will thank you, thank you, fellow Baton Rougean. My wife went to to Atlanta this 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 summer or whatever. Really? There are some good spots in Atlanta, but in Florida, it's when people get past a certain point. Now there are some Cajun folk, believe it or not, in Florida sparingly, but there are people in Houston. Look, I love Houston people. Papa Do's ain't it. I'm sorry. It's, I went to Papa Do's. I'm like, garbage. It was hot grease. Those are the Cajuns who lost their weight. I don't care. <laughs> oh, no. no. Pot, it's funny. because You heard it here first. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I'm all up in the hood. All right. Like, you know, the 92 riots started at my auntie's house. No lie. I can pull up the footage and be like, she lived right there. All right. Um, and I'm talking Florence and Normandy or 72nd or 71st and Normandy. Okay. I'm I'm like right there. And you know, Latasha Harlan, you know, lived on the other side of my backyard fence. All right. So I'm wow. I'm up in it. All right. We're talking about in them days where like movies like Colors and Boys in the Hood was being filmed, like about my area in my area. And boy, I will tell you. Last night, I'm like, you know what? I want some barbecue. And I found a cool little Black-owned place maybe nine blocks from my house. All right? And don't worry, if y'all ain't in Southern California, LA specifically, our blocks are tiny. <laughs> tiny, tiny blocks. Um, And I went over there. I paid my money. And I'm like, cool. This is a lot closer than that other soul food place um, over in Inglewood. And they're like, oh, that pl- that ain't barbecue. I'm like, no, it is not. They're like, ah, ah, yeah. He's like, no, it is not. And again, uh, reflective of Atlanta, of course, they got my order wrong. <laughs> you know, am I going to shut it down? No, 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 no. I can go back over there saying, yeah, I was here the other night and I ordered ribs. Y'all gave me a hot link. So what, what's up with that? Uh, <laughs> um, but the whole thing is, you know, it's a small family-owned place. I'm like, how long y'all been here? They're like, we've been here five years. 
five years. I'm like, I grew up here. I learned how to swim at the park down the street. I used to take the karate classes at that YMCA because, you know, there is one across the street, you know, and I'm like, good. There's a barbecue place here run by a family, a family owned business. This is what we got to do. All right, cool. I will give you the learning curve. But you know what I did not see when I was there? A line. Mm. I did not see a line. Mm. And I'm like, I wonder how these people would take it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just noticed Antoine. I don't know. I don't know if we got. The, well, okay. We got the mm -hmm. soul food for sale. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, Antoine, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. Look. There's, there's, all right, there's a level of Hollywoodness that like adds yes. hype to like the soul food here, but oh, good lord, oh man, I can imagine. But only on the west side, though. You go to the east side, you good. The if east you're on side, the west is, side, isn't the east side like all Latin? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. like I'll just tell well, you, most this. of it's all all Latin. But I'm talking like yeah. you got to go east of the 110 freeway. <laughs> You know, you got to go into Watts, Compton, North Long Beach. You know, um, I've I've been I've been to a couple spots fact, there too. Cause yeah, I've I've, I've hit Google's so, and been like black soul food in L.A. And I've to gone to those places, and it's a been shout out. I to Cafe Jean Pierre, Miss Lisa. I go there every through the week to support her business. She cooks just mm. the way I like soul food. We had a discussion about. You know, Southern cook, even the word Southern cooking versus soul food is contentious. Miss Lisa will mm. get you straight. She <laughs> like, hey, like you hit a certain button, she gonna go off. She ain't go off on me. But we said she like, I'm gonna put this PG. She like, yeah, they be trying to change it to Southern cooking, you know, to gentrify it. Yeah, there is Southern cooking, but it ain't necessarily soul food. Soul mm -hmm. food is Southern cooking, and it is its own thing. If you feel me. So yeah. it's just one of those things, man. So, yeah. You know, like I, I was saying, but still, yeah. it's just, and, I and would like be real talk. We got some life of stuff for sale. Would be, <laughs> would be a little bit less because I'm my job is in a place that's it's a uh, shout out to the person from Baton Rouge. Greenwood is on uh, Greenwell Springs Road. Ain't much in between certain like couple of miles so i go there i go there i watch anime i be chilling she has art on the walls black owned nice. family restaurant you know she let me even do a pop-up there i sold her books coloring books before and stuff and she supports so of course i go back there and i support because i get to be there be myself chill and just have a piece away from the world so Would you say you were reinvesting in your hood Am I? Yes. You got it. You got it. But anyway, yeah, yeah, you got to do that. You got to uh, reinvest in your hood. Yeah, because we're all from something. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, oh, but no, man. like, yeah. So real talk, we got the worst stuff for sale. But I ain't even gonna say the worst because I've been to Portland. Um. Oh man, you know Portland. And, I've seen I've seen them on these like Food Network channels and stuff. They I've even seen some documentary like street food yeah. on like Netflix or whatever. Portland looked like 
Look, I'm like, good. If anybody good from Portland is watching this, okra yo, and, and Portland or some black eyed peas in Corvallis, Oregon. All right. So we ain't the worst. However, we still got a lot of mamas and grandmamas down here. So you got to go to somebody's house. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it, since, since that's not available to pretty much <laughs> the general public, LA Soul Food is mediocre to below middling. Oh, that's fact. And, that, that's and I fact. know probably some of y'all going to jump up and be like, what about Honey's Kettle? What about Honey's Kettle? Look, what about right. it? Let me, let me, let me, I, I don't, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do this to a black owned business. I'm going to yeah. say honey's kettle, um, honey's kettle, you know, they make chicken. You know what I'm saying? They make chicken. Oh, wow. They make they rolls. Make they, yo, they, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not bad. It's just it's okay. Just, you know okay. what I'm saying? It's just, my thing with honey's kettle is honey's kettle doesn't have any real competition. That's what that's uh, honey's kettle ain't got no real competition. Cause on the real though, as so a franchise, Bojangles kind of you're calling honey kettle, honey's kettle, the Papa Do's of Los Angeles. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but <laughs> however, in LA's defense, we got some of the best Mexican food in the world. <laughs> yeah, they like uh, they, they got they got. They got Mexican food on lock, tacos on lock. They they got that. It's it's over. Like honey's here, I ain't gonna front. Mexican food is on lock here. I'll, I'll give them yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, ain't, so, no, ain't nobody messing with the tacos here. I'm gonna get. I'll give yeah, them that. True. I, I said, if you go to Comic Con and don't get Mexican, you doing it wrong. Bro, <laughs> That's all look, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell you like this. It'll be an old lady on the side of the road with a makeshift <laughs> grill. And you'll be like, hold up, how, what, hold up, what, her food smelling like this? <laughs> Bruh, and the tacos be on point, man. Look, it'd be like a little cart. It's like a hot dog cart, but it's for tacos. But, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about uh, Darius and the infamous Judge Judy. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Because we hear about the Judge Judy when he meets uh, Cree Summers' character at the pharmacy. You know what I'm saying? He meets her. He's like, you have a beautiful spirit, everything. And he's like, thick Judge Judy. And I'm like, what? But when he said it, I was like, I was like, y'all, don't do no thick Judge Judy. Don't do it to me. <laughs> don't do that to me in this show. Oh, they going to do it. <laughs> Judy, Judy came through, son. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was like, hold up. I was like, all right, Judy. I was like, alright. Yo. <laughs> Judy. I never expected it. And it, it, it. That's when you get into the Atlanta of it all, the absurdity, where it's actually also funny. But then, you know, you see this moment between him and Cree Summer's character, and you're like, oh man. This is beautiful, man. Yo, why, why Darius just roaming alone, man? That was a you know what I'm saying? Stop and say something. I was like, oh, he's a he's an inception right now. He he he's in the the depth sesh. And that that brings up an interesting thing. And um, shout out uh, to Miss uh, Larkita. Um, Darius ain't never been about that. I, I think that's really good ace representation. 
you know, I mean, the most he did was talk to Paperboy about Paperboy being with somebody, but, you know, he ain't never really been chasing that kitty. You know, I mean, seriously. And it was like, I'm looking at this scene and I'm like, yo, yo, that's a layup, bro. Take take your shot. Yeah, I'm like, this is it. You know, maybe with Darius, it comes to him as like old girl did. So, I mean, you know, he probably he'd be straight. All right. Yeah, maybe you know, it is like how he gets drinks at the club. We don't know. You just get <laughs> just stuff happens for him, you know, it go his way. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. And, let, and let's keep it real. Also, if you go on social media, I'm going to give uh, Lakeith gives about when they, when they give it accolades, there's about five women. Who kind of mm. say the same thing about Lakeith in real life? Like they be like, I would. And they, they be like, all right. So Lakeith probably ain't got to worry about that. And yeah, or he, he ain't tripping. He, he ain't tripping. Probably. 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 He don't, don't worry about don't, that. Don't. Because <laughs> it's like it, it kind of falls. It kind of falls into place. It falls his way, man. You say fall, I say rain. But all right. <laughs> rain falls. <sprinkle. laughs> He's not, it's funny because the, just boys. like the Drake party, they worked mad hard to get in the Drake party, and he was just there chilling at the pool, like, <laughs> exactly. looking like a wearing his Matador uniform or something. I was like, "Hold up, what?" Like, I would rock that, by the way. <laughs> sitting looking up like one of the three Musketeers up in here, you know. But I will say, um, speaking of that episode, I think it was brilliant, brilliant writing, making it a dream of specifically Darius's dream of a happy mm-hmm. life with a chosen family. Cause in that episode, mm. he was talking to old girl about being in a simulation. Like that was his whole thing. He's like, I'm not really here. You're not here, you know? And to have this episode, just tie that up right there. Cause I'm like, all right, hold up. Trade an iPhone for a sword. For a dog, for three thousand dollars, to Teddy Perkins, to all right, what happened at the gun range? Actually, in a dream that that was real plausible. <laughs> um, to just be in places, and you know the the Prague episode, the the mm-hmm. Paperboy Focus Prague episode, where he was like, "Yeah, don't be like him." I'm like, how could? What the, yeah, you know, uh, somebody is in the chat right now. I was kind of leaning toward they died in episode one, too. I, I, I was leaning toward that, but then I'm like, somebody also brought up this theory. I'm, I'm gonna lean to the happier theory, but somebody said, what if this they did die and this is the way that Darius justifies in his mind to rather be happy? Like you say, yep. he picked his family. That's, that's what that's, I got from it. If that could be the negative session, like if he had to just be to do something to get over their deaths, I choose to say that even if he's in the Matrix or the happier ending, he chose to be happy because his lowest point where he lost his brother. And I remember him saying stuff like, yeah, I used to have a family and was about to jolt off rice. And that <laughs> episode in season three, I never, you never really see things bother Darius, but mm-hmm. that one when he was bothered. I'm like, that's different for Darius. Like, nothing really gets to him. True. But he could not, he was, He took that Joloff rice and he's like, this is a sin against me. I must get rid of this. And mm-hmm. he's like, I gotta be, I gotta go get 
stable because it just felt like you know I know he he he, he rightfully reacted to that that lady's uh, bastardization of Joloff Rice, but usually he just kind of bounce stuff bounces off of him. He felt so dismayed, and then yes. now it makes sense that Darius this, this was like Darius his part of the matrix where he went home for a second and that mm. lady took him. Yeah. She snatched a piece of home away from him and yeah. he could not deal with it. And sometimes just kind of going through Atlanta, I think there's a couple of times where they made his reality glitch a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. like a second off, It did that little glitch thing. So I don't know if he's in a dream or not, or if it's inception or if the top will ever stop spinning. But I do love that he chose the happy end. He's like, whether if they're yeah. real or not, or who's in control. And Mike, you kind of touched upon this. It was like, nothing. Ha we always said nothing happens to Darius. Is he a trickster yeah. guy? Unfortunately, he's the one maybe being tricked. But he chose to stay anchored and to deal with it how he deal with it. And he chose happiness to something. Yeah, because I think... I, I agree with that other because I've, I've been sitting and thinking. I think all of them passed away. They were all close, and either either on the day or maybe days before they passed away, there was a similar a similar scene that we see at the end of the show, where like they're kind of all together, having a good time, getting ready to eat, stuff like that, and you know just hanging out. And so I think it's something like that. And then you know because maybe. Maybe someone got sick or someone else got shot or whatever. And I don't think that even, I don't even think that, um, uh, I can't think of the daughter. I don't even think she exists. I think mm -hmm. that's Lottie? his imagined, yeah, I, I think Lottie <clears throat> is his imagined life for Earn and Van. Like, mm -hmm. but see, that's the, that's the amazing thing about this show. Forever we can go you on can about these things. With possibilities. Yeah. I choose, like I say, I choose to believe that they are real, that Darius is still kind of in his mind from sorrow, that sometimes mm -hmm. he don't know what's real and what's not, and he just has to deal with it. But he's anchored by, it's like, hey, man, we're here for you. We're here. We're real. But then there's also that kind of way that they made him go outside, and they are separate and apart from him, and he's looking at them. It, it's it's up for interpretation. If it would have went dark, let's say, if the scene, if they would have went darker, the window was at, then I would be like, yeah, they're dead. But it didn't go dead. It didn't go dark on just them. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it. So well, I just want, to, I want to believe they're all real. Well, but on that tip really though, can we talk about the sirens? <laughs> you know, while he's sitting up watching Judge Judy at the end, and we're going. I kind of want to see Judge Judy, but I kind of want the show to end right here. There are sirens in the background after mm -hmm. he confesses to stealing the pink Maserati. So, yeah, again. Good point. Brilliant. Brilliant. The show is just brilliant because one sentence and we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, that changes the whole context of it. Like, again, this is this is the type of writing and the type of direction that more shows need to aspire to, specifically more black shows. You know, I mean, I'm still, you know, I don't watch every black show that's out there. 
Um, I don't have the time, but I'm still scarred from the 90s with with UPN, you know, UPN is all we had. And and even homeboys from outer space got referenced in this. The fact that I answered that question reflexively hurts my soul. <laughs> you know, it, it really does. It's like, you know, touch your nose. How many seasons of Homeboys from Outer Space were there? One. But why is he wow. asking that question? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just the fact that Homeboys out of Space get brought up. Yeah. Like, one? <laughs> yeah. So I'm still scarred from all that stuff. Like, I was, I may as well have been selling bean pies and wearing a bow tie <laughs> when Soul Playing came out. I was hot. Um, so. Back in those days when I was angry at what we in the entertainment industry was doing, this is what I'm talking. This is what I've been wanting, you know, this kind of writing, because you nailed it. You you nailed it right there, Mr. Cooper, um, with 30 minutes. One feels like an hour and a half. And two, within that 30 minutes, that, that 30 mi- minutes, 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 you feel everything i felt you know, yeah definitely everything. and I mean, you yeah. feel that and and me i felt immediately sorrowful because i just didn't know if we're gonna get like you want more but you also understand why he ends kind of on his high note because i mean he's so they're so successful the whole cast they're moving yeah. on to movies they had to stop this to do their movie career but they love the show and working together enough to come back to end it. They didn't yeah, because look at back. how long it took for season two and then how long it took for right. season three. Well, season That's three was more pandemic stuff, but season two took success. mad long because like the show came out and everybody blew up and it was like, uh, I guess yeah. we'll do a season two. And it was like, you know. And I it, do got to say, um, this season is the perfect example of we getting canceled anyway so you know because there were no punches pulled on this one no punches nah. pulled, you know i, I love mean, it. Yeah, yeah i i love like the camp out episode had me all i, I was crying them manly tears um speaking of which i'm glad you brought it up mm-hmm. i just want to say this there's also another theory from another podcast who i listen that i love that i ain't gonna mention because you know blue check energy a little bit but he the homie he, he from from round away you, you know i'm getting it but i do like this theory um that it's so many different things of course we got the darius ending but everybody kind of got their ending along the way yes from the paperboy mm-hmm. episode with his ending and <laughs> him him with yodel kid and also almost being killed and almost dying on the farm to him his own his own man and he can't rely on just on earn with a dynamic switch where he earned had to rely on him but he had to rely on earn and now they finally came to a place of mutual respect i know mm-hmm. we'll probably get that episode eventually but that's kind of my take on it but also van having to get her mental health in order and realizing she wants to be a mom and she needs to be stable for lottie and then earn kind of the framework of the show realizing Lottie and Van are what I truly love. I'm successful, but you know what? Damn all that. I need you in my life. 
Mm-hmm. Regardless if you get married or whatever, I like I say, I told you, Mike, don't 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 worry about a marriage yet. Just <laughs> together. Ain't that uh, rock solid? Not, not that they ain't rock solid together, but Ern ain't that kind of guy. Vane ain't that kind of woman. They just like we're together. Mm-hmm. I know couples like that. They might be that might be what they. What they I want. don't know, man. Ern was laying it down like he was about to. He it looked like he was about to be like, all my life. I mean, hey, <laughs> regardless of which, he manned up and said, "I do not want you. You you got to be in my life." So mm-hmm. in a way. That's almost like an ending. If you reorder the episodes, that could have mm. been an ending to the show. Mm-hmm. But since this isn't a traditional linear comedy romance thing, no. we get on bizarre, wild, touching, hum- humorous from the lens of Darius. So it's like, yeah. so that even alone posed the question whose shows is this? Who is the framework of this show? Yeah. Is well, anybody the framework of the show? One thing I got to say is when the show first started donald glover was interviewed and he says um i want it to be like twin peaks but with rappers but yes. yeah everybody smokes weed because it's self-treatment for ptsd and every black person has ptsd and um given the nature of post-traumatic stress disorder and looking at the show through that lens all right it hits like a vander holyfield because you know um like seriously we could write papers on this with um with excuse me um just the three main men being the id ego and super ego (laughs) and um and the way that trauma has affected each one of them on certain levels with Paperboy's dismissal of everything because of losing his mom, um, growing up black in Atlanta, having to sell drugs to make a living, Darius losing his family, everything that happened to earn from being walked on as a kid to, I think, being taken advantage of, let us say that, Definitely. all the way what happened to him at Princeton. You know, so there's a whole lot of trauma and a whole lot of navigation of the trauma, you know, through the you throw in the traditional family dynamics that have problems when you look at his dad, mom, and sister. And <laughs> <Bruh. brother. laughs> like, you throw all that in. Jeez. You never you know? liked me because I was light skinned. Like, no, we didn't <laughs> like you because you evil. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> oh, get out of here. And speaking of which, don't you owe me eight hundred dollars? Click. Yo, that was funny. <laughs> All right, so look, I know we're getting late. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to Keith. Uh, final thoughts, uh, not only on the show, but also give me a statement about the Paperboy episode since we weren't on last week to do the Paperboy episode. Um, um, and then let them know where you can find you, of course. My statement on the Paperboy episode. I'm gonna do that first. Then when I think of the series, I'm. I'm glad he did not die. Uh, I don't think a, I don't know if a man is strong enough to fight off a feral wild hog like that, but sure. Um, and I'm glad he actually killed because you know a trailer falling on you and you fall on the road. The fact that he even crawled back, it was horrific. You know, and look, I'm just saying this. It's also kind of sad. You know, I'm a chubby brother. You see a chubby brother in pain crawling like this, like. Maybe I need to, you know, work out a little bit more, you know, just do some things. Cause it's like, goddamn. Then Shorty had the headphones on. She ain't hear nothing. So 
And also, I just need sometimes when you're hard headed and you don't listen, this is the things that happen. It's just paper boy, he finally did listen, but he finally started to put he, to the very end, he kind of finally put his ego to the side. And even though he didn't tell Earn what happened right away, shout out to the, him laughing him with the old McDonald song. I love it. <laughs> but and, and Paperboy earned that, that laugh to be picked on like that. Because, you know, he, he played cool so much, but then he kind of just had a conversation with Earn. And that kind of goes back to the family thing where Earn said, look, man, I don't want us to be like that when we get old. I don't want us to ever be like that. And it's touching because sometimes you don't never get to tell your family members in mm -hmm. real, life, real life, hey, man, I don't want us to be like that. Let's heal. Let's figure this out. That was, for me, a high point. And it's like where I, I started to really respect Earn. And you get yeah, the going to Earn growing up. You know, Earn is growing up, becoming the man that he needs to be and being realized you know, minus some few bumps and st stupid things they do along the way, but that is the human experience. Do you progress? Do you fail? And then do you wash, rinse, repeat? And do you get better at it? And you get to see that from Paperboy and Earn and, you know, and Van. And it's like where they got so successful, the money ain't just the only thing. It's the beginning. Now, mm -hmm. when at your real stage of life, what are you you're going to do with it and i like them touching those those questions i like them you know to lead into just the to the series i like them challenging whiteness i am <laughs> so sorry and let me just say this again because this is my last time we ever going to do atlanta i feel pity for the souls of the people who do not get this show even like not even get it but who flat out hate on the show if you watch mm. it in our group i'm not gonna lie i'm the mean admin I kick you out. I'd be like, <laughs> sorry for you. You gonna come to your mountain? No, you're not. Bye. Hateration <laughs> come in there. He'd be like, y'all gone. Gone. I'm not even doing this. I done did this before. I'm just like, read the art. Like, this is a series. You can read the articles. It's not meant to spoil. In fact, it doesn't spoil anything. It makes you get deeper into it. Read mm -hmm. what Glover is, Glover is talking about. It makes you want to learn more. It makes you want to know more of their thought process. And it also makes you say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Glovers, for doing this. Thank you for doing this for us folk from the South. You know, I know it's Atlanta, but it still touches on things that it's not the typical New York. It's not L.A. Yeah. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's not Chicago. It's in Atlanta. I know Atlanta was, you know, at the time the show came on, you had a lot of Atlanta rappers, but they subverted the whole rap thing and made Atlanta yep. its own universe, its own hmm. weird place where anything could happen. And to still have a Southern Gothic horror type of vibe and humor and reality to go with it, that is a little bit something extra special to go with the Afrofuturism, to go with the Afro surrealism. So again, man, I wish we got more. I do still want a spinoff. I want an anthology spinoff. You can still give me the anthology spinoff, and I am good. Like you, you can bring in other characters and just have them do one-offs or repeats or whatever. Let them run into Darius every so often, and then just let stuff happen. Maybe let Darius be kind of like your creeper. I don't know. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then adventure stuff happens. Just, you know, he just say, hey, what's up? And then, you know, maybe a glitch in the system happens. And then Candace pops up and she got to deal with weird stuff happening in France. I don't know. Or you let the other people pop up. Maybe the Nutella brother pops up and give warning. I don't know. You can Yo, do if anybody pop up, please give me my man, Bibby. I Bibby. Anything. have a Bibby episode again. Gotta, I wish Bibby could have came back. But yeah. I'm going to go watch the Bibby episode. Shout out to that brother again. As I mentioned, he's from North Louisiana, Robert Powell. Oh, where? Buddy. All right. So um, the Bibby episode, everybody knows the Bibby. Oh, my God. You just come across Man. a Bibby. It's like you want to wring their neck, but then you need them. But anyway, yeah. I, <laughs> shows you if you have, if nobody is unencumbered by the powers that be and you have funding, you can achieve almost anything if people will allow you to do it, to express it. And it's not many shows or black creatives will be allowed to do that <clears throat> like the other counterparts. And this show, again, like I want to package this show up and put it in like all the black museums and like like the the one in Washington, D.C. because it's that much of a treasure. <laughs> Word up. So you can find me at www. B-L-E-R-D hyphen ish.com. That's www.blurdish.com. Got a sale going on right now. You can find me on Instagram, blur period ish, on Facebook, Keith, Co- Keith Cooper on Facebook. Um, and I'm on Twitch as well, trying to make affiliate. And you can find me here on Nerd Soul sometimes in other places talking black and nerdy things. Yep. And we don't need a check, we just got a green check. We don't need all the other foolishness. <laughs> we don't, we don't need that blue check. Like, yeah. share and subscribe. Share them things. Don't don't make me call that brother from the sushi the sushi place. He gonna lock the door. <laughs> he gonna, he gonna lock the door on you. <laughs> he bought that drama. Oh man! Uh, all right, Solar. All right. So my thoughts on the show as a whole. One of my podcasting members said something that I'm going to paraphrase. He was talking about Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. But watching this episode was like having the last bite of the right portion of a perfect meal. When you're just sitting up going, um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, that was good. That was good. You know, um, when I looked at this, like Atlanta is the show that I have given more slow claps to um, over the past few years than any other show. And y'all know I'm into that long winded, deep stuff, cop dramas, fantasy shows. You know, I mess with Game of Thrones and, and Song, of I- or Song of Ice and Fire. And I mess with Lord of the Rings. And, you know, I'm watching The Wire and I watch The Godfather once a month. You know, it's that kind of thing. I, I, I like it long and, and thought provoking. And this show, like, I ain't gonna lie. Um, this show is on the same tier, if not higher, than Breaking Bad for me. Um, it really is. Oh yeah, the, this yeah this show, definitely. This it's show on the merits. prestige shortlist. Yeah, yeah. And this this show talk, is S tier. Yeah, definitely. now real talk. Um, part of me is glad that it's over. So I can binge it from beginning to end, number one. 
And number two, because it did not overstay its welcome. Yes. (laughs) You know, so many shows stay so long where you're like, all right, I'm I'm a little bit done. I'm a little bit done. Then you look back 10 years later going, that's still on? Who watches Family Guy? No, I'm not naming anything in particular. But yeah, I mean, you know, it didn't show out its welcome. It had something to say. It said it. And now they're moving on. Um, now, as far as old Mick Alfred's farm, <laughs> I think it was um, I think it was the philosopher Hobbes that said um, a hard head makes for a soft tush. But he said it in German. So it was it was something a little different because when I was watching that episode, I'm like, man, you know. It, it reminded me of that old joke of the drowning man praying to God <laughs> that he don't get rescued. Because at every single turn, old boy with the general store that's like, you're going to order it off Amazon, ain't you? Is <laughs> like, all right, so this is what you got to do to live here. <laughs> this is the roadmap. Here, I, yeah. I am your Obi-Wan, and you listen to me like I'm Yoda. All right, that that's fine. That's fine. Go lose your hand. Oh, you lost your foot. All right, all right, yeah, that that's cool. You know, I mean, really, that that's really what it was. But um, one, I don't know who said it. I think it was it, it was somebody in the group. As a matter of fact, Mister Cooper, that's like every time I get a Paperboy centric episode, I'm afraid he gonna get killed. Right. Like you know, I say that? this. People thought I was. People thought me and a couple other people. I'm like the specter of death is on him. Like it's it's something. It's always something. Yeah, and I know it might be some other allegory. Like shout out to Marquita, she made some great points. Mm, However, yeah. it's just he's always almost escaping near death. Yeah, I mean, I serious. don't know how else to put it. You know, <laughs> but yeah. So having the episode of him getting in touch with himself and realizing that. The mindset that he has been in is no longer serving him. Yes. You know, now it took him leaving society, living on acreage by himself, almost having a tractor fall on him, then having a tractor fall on him, then being attacked by a wild boar (laughs) and getting sponsored by Amazon. Because if there is a commercial for Amazon, beating a wild boar to death with your newly delivered cast iron skillet is definitely one of them. (laughs) You know, like Amazon, when you need it now, Um, you know, and then him just kind of at the end, I'm like, really, man, seriously, you're, you're, you're still, you're still doing that thing. And then I think about our people, I think about my family and it's very much like that. A tractor fell on him. He killed a wild boar with a cast iron pot. Like that is, that is fantasy novel stuff. And what does he talk about? Yes. Nothing. It's all good. It's all no, good. We good. It's slow moving out here. <laughs> you dr- you yeah. drag yourself on the pavement to your house and you yelled for help to like you lived a survival horror movie <laughs> real talk like yeah. the whole first 20 minutes of there will be blood and you're you're seriously talking about like I, no it's slow moving you know and i'm just sitting up going did you learn nothing but then in the next episode yes yes he did he learned can, a great deal can i say something about that episode again yeah. But what's so crazy? 
with the survival horror part. But I was so happy for him when he got the tractor rolling. He was just, it felt so good. We're like, oh, he got the tractor rolling. Look, but I've been rebuilding my motorcycle for the past week. So I, I know that I, I'm looking forward to that feeling. But if you, but if you're on a tractor, somebody said it. If you're on a tractor, you need to do what you need to do and get off of it. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh yeah, you need to do that. I forgot. <laughs> you don't joyride on a tractor. Because of you know. things like that that can happen because it can break down. You don't go way off in the woods to the track. Yeah. They break down. Especially something that old. You know. Uh shouts out to Nisa. Good night. See you. Shouts out to Kitty Hart. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so quite honestly, yeah, this is this is one of the best shows. Like this show is really proven that we are in a current golden age of television. And um that episode really it didn't speak to me as much as Earn and Therapy did. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I'm just this side of toxic on the petty scale. So, <laughs> you know, it it didn't hit me in the same way. But um, yeah, that episode that episode was very much needed um like i said i'm glad it's over um if they did an anthology show let's be real um it would make most sense for the nutella dude to be the crypt keeper on that one that's that's true but we know it's gonna be zane (laughs) (laughs) we know it's gonna be zane <laughs> you know, Zane and that little cussing kid. That that's like the whole show. Wow. <laughs> so, um, if it's Zane, no, no thing. Zane can <laughs> pop up, but Zane better not be like the 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 host of things. Come on now, like. <laughs> but uh, Zane, but, yeah, oh, so, so you know, I mean, that's just the whole thing. I got to give a major shout out, major shout out, um, to Hiro Kirai. Um, because we have not given him as much love as he has deserved as a director. Okay. Yeah. The camera yeah. work, the color grading. Um, just honestly, again, this show is a master class in good entertainment, a master class in short film. Like it really is. Um yes. you know, because it doesn't even come off as pretentious, is the thing. No. It, it tells its story. Okay, so yeah, I am just you know, um, every season that it ends, I binge watch the first season or I binge watch it again through a different lens, you know, sometimes through the black comedy lens, sometimes through the social commentary lens, and the fact that there is the possibility to do this, you know, I mean, I got to show it to a friend of mine, um. I'd say a week and a half ago and she was watching it for the first time. And I let her see the Juneteenth episode. And as she was laughing at the Jim Crow poem, I was almost in tears, you know, because of the level of appropriation and the blind ear and the fetishization of my people and my culture, you know? And again, this was my eighth time watching that episode, <laughs> you know? So it's Good. like, sometimes I can look at it with pity. Sometimes I can see the absurd humor. Sometimes I can see like, you know, um, sometimes I see the shame when he depicts our people in an honest way, <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, seriously, like, I ain't gonna lie. I got the wire. 
I got Atlanta. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, it is on that same level of filmmaking. So, again, just brilliant. And if you want to know more, um, you can. Well, my my production schedule is on hiatus until December, um, but you can check out the archives about role playing games and comic books and movies and all that stuff um, over on SoundCloud dot com slash bid underscore p. You can check out Back in the Decks YouTube channel, and of course, you can see me here whenever Nerd Soul. Um, <clears throat> says, hey, I need you on the show. But the only way you go know about that is if you subscribe. See, you gotta, you gotta hit that, hit that subscribe yeah. button, hit that bell notification. For, Use them thumbs. <laughs> you know, cause, yeah, because you don't know where I'm gonna be. You know, I'm the cinematic sorcerer. <laughs> I could be, I could, you know, Anywhere. my sling could mess up. I could <laughs> fall through a portal. You know, I can be kicking it with Wang watching The Sopranos. You know, you never know. <laughs> so you know. Now, if you're subscribed here at N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, you know, you might actually catch me every once in a while, even in the comments when he's talking about Lord of the Rings. I'm like, yo, yeah, uh, what's up about that? You know, yeah. so yeah, that, that's where y'all can find me. And yeah, I am normally the first comment. It's, it's one of them things, so. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Paperboy, the thing that stood out to me is that sometimes we, I'll say, I'll say we, so I won't pathologize this but sometimes we will scream out for help from complete strangers but the ones closest to us hide pain and pretend like everything's okay um and then as far as the show is concerned i'm gonna i'm gonna probably i'm gonna sit this down for a year watch it all again next year but this might be my favorite show ever. This might be my favorite show ever. I'm going to have to, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch it again next year. I'm going to sit it down for a year and binge the whole thing. But this might be my favorite show ever. So with that said, I appreciate, I I appreciate the thoughtfulness in that. Yeah. (laughs) Like this could be blush. I don't know. There's, I'm going to be honest. There's not many There's not many that's like messing with this thing right now. No, not at all. Like, and if there is something that I would say is messing with it, it's not in its genre. So it's not really a one-to-one comparison. What genre so, would that be? <laughs> um, all of them. It is like, called Atlanta for no name fits its nature, but its own. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess... I guess at its base, you could say it's sort of a dramedy. I, I guess you could say it's a dramedy, sort of, but it's it's sort of another level. So, guys, I want to give a shout out to Nisa, Antoine Films, Kid at Heart, Tracy Lee came through earlier, uh, Film A Studios, of course, Keith Ablertis, Solar Gray, the cinematic sorcerer from Back in the Deck Productions, and Nerd Soul, N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Like, subscribe, thumb, share, all that stuff. You know what to do. Atlanta will forever exist in our hearts. Hey, man. Forever, I love Atlanta. <laughs> yep. Forever, man. That This show is crazy good. So, of course, dope beats, dope comics. Until next time, from us to you, we're saying... Peace. Mm. Mm.
I wonder Man. how long the think piece is gonna come in for they, oh, they all love it. Yeah, they yeah, they it. all loved it, huh? Oh, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie, the take does a lot of good ones. And I'm like, oh, you go, you little white women. That that's so nice. You're actually you, you see some stuff here. <sighs> anyway, we, we all have loved it. Peace. <laughs>